too, but that's okay. The speedsters of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another exciting episode of the Geek Gauntlet Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. William D. Morgan. We have Gene here. We have Shaw here. And we also have a very special guest, Mr. Alan Silverwood. Have a very special guest with us tonight. We're going to be asking him some questions, going over WandaVision and everything that he did with Marvel as, as well as his other projects. So stick around with us. We're going to get the timer started and let's go. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the show. All right, let me go ahead and bring everyone back in here. Here we go. First, I want to introduce our special guest. He has done everything from Marvel to movie script writing, has his own company. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our special guest for tonight, Alan Silverwood. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm all right. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate sure. it. Sure, sure thing, man. I didn't Next. do movie script writing. I just want to make sure I clarify that. Okay. 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 I don't want to over, you know. <laughs> That's a mistake I mean, I, on my part. I'm not that I'm not that big. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fault. That's my fault. No, um I just want to Next. Next, I'm gonna bring in my co-host, the man who's been with me from the very beginning, my man Shaw. Shaw, how you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. How are you good, sir? All right, all right. And last but certainly not least, the man from Canada, the Moose and Heavyweight Champion of the World, my man, me, Gene. What's up, Gene? Well, we're here to do another fastest night of podcasting. We've got special guests. We got talk about WandaVision. We talk about Marvel. We're 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 trucking. We're trucking. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the news, let's talk about our guest a little bit. We'll get his thoughts and opinions as we move along with the show. He's given us an hour of his time, and we do appreciate that again, Mr. Silverwood. Now, um, what I wanted to ask you, and I know these fellas also have some questions. Um, how did you get started with Marvel? <laughs> yeah, okay, now this is really funny. It's kind of a funny story, and it's a long time ago. It was a different world. Um, when I got started with Marvel, um, what happened was I had started picking up, a, you know, like I had, I had passed, you know, you know, you know when you're a kid and you read comics and you love them and stuff? Well, I went through a phase where I didn't like them so much, and then I had picked them back up in my late teens. I was big into them, and I was like, I really, I like, I like, I could do this. I want to do this. And I started working for a publishing company in Los Angeles, and I was working for them. 
And I started going down to San Diego Comic-Con. Now, back then, San Diego Comic-Con, okay, it was still the biggest show in town, yep. but it wasn't as big as it is now. It's like it's a, it's a circus now with everybody. Back then, it was just all comics and maybe some, you know, comic book stores, you know, maybe a couple toy stores. But I was going down there and checking things out. I got to talking to a guy that worked at Marvel named Mark Grunewald. You've probably heard of him. Yep. Kind of a legend. Um, and, you know, I had mentioned a couple things to him. And um, he was like, you know, kind of pointing me off into, you know, the books that I was reading. He's like, I'm doing those Mark's remarks. And he did these things that were in all every month. It was in every issue. I mean, every um, every comic that they did had his Mark's remarks column in there. And his Mark's remarks, he started doing this thing like a lot of people always asking me how to get into comics. Well, here, I'm going to tell you how to do it. And one of the things he said was, keep going to shows and start talking to people who work here. Talk to us. Back then, you could do that. Now, not so much. You know, it's like, <laughs> try getting to somebody at Marvel when you go to, a, to San Diego Comic-Con now. It's like, how many hours to get in line, and then how many seconds do you have to say hello? Oh, Back yeah. then, you could walk up to them and have a whole conversation. I had, like, some of the writers, like Steve Englehart and stuff. Like, like, like I accidentally showed him my to-do list from before the show. It was like, I asked him to sign something, and it was still stuck on there. And he's like, oh, yeah, nice haircut, because get a haircut was on my list, you know? <laughs> I mean, it was it was totally a different thing. So, like... So I started following what he said, and I did it word for word, letter for letter. One of the things that I did is I went to the show, and I had been picking up this thing that was being put out by Marvel UK. The British branch of Marvel is putting out this thing called Dragon Claws and Death's Head. And they were putting that stuff out, and I was reading it, and I was digging it. So I went to the show, and the guy who was working for Marvel UK as kind of the editor on those books, his name was Richard Starkings. And, um, and I was talking to him, we were chatting and he was like, Oh, you're from LA. I'd love to come up to LA and see it sometime. I said, well, why don't you come up, hang out? I'll show you around. So he came up, we hung out, hit it off, show, showed him around. Next thing I know, he's calling me. He knew I wanted to go to work for Marvel. He knew I worked for a publishing company. Next thing I know, he's calling me. He says, I've moved over from England. I'm now freelance living in New York and I'm living here. So if you want to come in and try to get into Marvel, I'll help you. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I, yeah. I you know, I basically sent in my, you know, submitted a, 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 a resume and I shot off to New York. You know, I was already, I was married at the time. I was just a kid, but I was like, I had gotten married really young and I was having problems. So I was like, you know what, let me just try this thing out. So I went to New York. I had an interview with Bobby Chase by the time I got to New York. And I like within the first week I had an interview at Marvel and I was starting to worry, like, oh, man, if I don't get this job, what am I going to do? I'm way out here in New York. I don't know anybody. Or whatever. And I got I got the job. The funny thing was that Richard was living in Bobby Chase's old apartment. And then he went and he, he moved out wow. and I moved in. So I wound up working for the person whose apartment I was living in, former apartment I was living in. So I'm like, I could talk to my boss about the apartment that she'd moved out of. <laughs> I was like, I'm living in your old apartment and I'm working for her. And, and so I got to work there and I went to work and I, and I, you know, they were really cool. New York people are cool people. Um, and I was working on, I was working with her. I was working on the incredible Hulk and um, we brought back ghost rider at that time. He hadn't been brought back yet. Um, worked on GI Joe, the Anthem man, she Hulk uh, did a couple other special projects, worked with her for a while. And um, did, I got to do some writing. Some other guys heard that I was interested in doing some writing. So I did some writing, did some short stories. And, um, and then, you know, I had I always had, I always had a kind of a problem. I've got severe ADD. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a like severe ADD guy. So it's like, I don't stay focused no matter how much I love something. Sometimes it's hard to keep me focused on it, but you know, I had that, I had some problems going on in my personal life. 
I didn't wind up staying there long. I did some writing. There were some corporate culture things I wasn't real happy with. I was a kid. I didn't know any better. You know, it's like, this is how the world really works, guy. You got to learn this stuff. But so I didn't, you know, I didn't stay too long. I stuck around for a while. I was, I was another lifetime though, because I was, you know, I used the name Alan Silverwood. That's my pen name. But back then, if you look up anything from Marvel Comics, you're going to look up Gary Barnum. And that's how you're going to find me and Marvel Comics connect <laughs> Gary, Gary Barnum or G. Allen Barnum, because Alan's my middle name. But I, uh, I did all that stuff for them. Um, it was a, it was a lifetime ago. Wow. But that was but that's the story how I got there. It's like it was literally a guy from Marvel UK. They got me into Marvel you know US, and mm -hmm. I, I wound up working for the person whose apartment I was living in, <laughs> former wow. apartment. It was, wow. it was just it was like it was crazy. It's like how does all this kind of fall into place? And I'm like I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did. That's it's like awesome. people ask me what you do right, and I'm going well. You know the only thing I can really point to is that I followed Mark's remarks, Mark Grunewald. Yeah, I'm telling you, and he was and he was the coolest guy. He was amazing. I loved what he did for Marvel because he was all about their keeping their continuity and their and their stuff going on, and everything kind of always made sense. And their universe kind of like had this good form to it. And that was all Mark Grunewald, and he was really cool. He was always nice to us. We had our you know editorial meetings every week, and he made them fun. And it was a, it was kind of fun. It was a weird wow. time. They had just gotten past Jim Shoot the Jim Shooter era when mm -hmm. I started. Editors were still in the, you know, the editors that you know that were full editors were still walking around like if you said Jim Shooter, they would tense up, you know, because <laughs> they had apparently been very traumatized. Under him. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what that was all about, but they would, they would tense up if you just said the name Jim Shooter, like they'd start looking uh, around. And I'm like, okay, what that? What well, I don't know what was going on here before I came, but you know, he had just left. Oh my goodness, Gene! I know you have a few questions for him as well. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so, what got you in the sort of as we heard, Mark? But what, as a young kid, like growing up, was it your passion to do writing and to do all the stuff, or was was it sort of just like, oh, hey, you know, I think I can do this, but I really want to do this? Like, what was the the original dream? I will tell you a story that is I never had a choice. I the first thing I remember about anything. Um, in my life, as far as interest in in a, in a career or anything, I was about five years old, and I was sitting with a with a you know a, a tablet at the coffee table in our living room, and I was drawing these stories, and there were stick figures, and it was Trash Can Man, and it was this guy who basically had a, an inverted trash can over him that he'd cut a hole out of the bottom of the trash can, and it was like a suit of armor. And he used the, the trash can lid. You know the old metal trash cans, the old aluminum yep. things? It's like, yep. I got to explain that nowadays because people don't have that anymore. <laughs> he used that as his shield, and then he had a sword, and his enemy was the garbage truck. The garbage truck had big teeth, and it would come after him. You know, the big garbage truck was anything. So he fought. That was his arch enemy. And I was drawing. See, I was five years old. You know, it was like, and I was, I was, I was, I was telling stories. So I feel like I never had a choice. I was bound to tell stories from the time I was, before I even knew what I was doing. And then I would have like, like, do you remember the Mego? I don't know if you guys have ever seen those Mego action figures. They're remaking yeah. them now yeah. a lot now. Yeah. Well, they had all the superheroes and stuff. So I had a bunch of those. I friggin' loved those. I would write stories for them. I would plan out little, 
little adventures. I would like make my own super teams and stuff with do with my action figures and stuff. So I played with my toys, but I made stories, you know, mm -hmm. and I was, that's all I ever did. And then okay. in school okay. I would do creative writing and people, the teachers would always read my stories out loud. I was always picked. Yeah. I would turn it in late because that was my thing. <laughs> ADD. Um, <laughs> but they always liked my story so much that I was one of the ones they'd pick to read out loud. So right. I just feel like I never had a choice. It just, it was just, it was always determined that I was going to be a writer, you know? Um, my father one time looked at something that I wrote. Was, I think it was a poem or something. I don't know. Maybe it was a little short story or something. He sat there and read it. He looked down at it. He said, I hope you got plans for a backup plan. I hope you got a backup plan to this writing thing. And I was like, oh, man. You know? Oh, he, wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't the greatest about some of the support, you know, but, but it was like, damn. That's some that's that is some hard criticism right there. <laughs> and I look back at the stuff, you know, it's like I wrote a few short stories when I was at Marvel. I look back at them now and I look at it and I'm going, I would have said the same thing to me now. <laughs> you know, I look back, it's like, you know, you change, you grow, you learn, but yep. sometimes you don't know as much as you think you know when you're young. What else you I, got, I Dean? You probably probably heard this question like a hundred times, but how was it to work with the late great Stanley? Oh, you know what? I think I met Stan once in passing. He would be in the office a lot. And it was kind of a funny thing. It was like, oh, it's great. Stan's here. And everybody get all excited and stuff. And I was kind of afraid. I was like, I didn't know if I really wanted to approach him. Perfectly nice guy. I mean, God, he was he was he would come through the office. Everybody's faces would light up. It was like, you know, he was a celebrity. He was a big deal to the Marvel people who worked with him then. Um, so we worked on a book with Stan Lee, um, one of the Silver Surfer things that he did, um, a graphic novel that we did, but I didn't get to work with him on it. So I didn't really work with him. Oh, um, man. yeah. So I kind of missed a little opportunity there. It's like, like I said, I, I probably met him once just to say hello. And I was probably <laughs> too shy to say more than that. I don't even really barely, barely remember it, you know? And, um, you know, I just remember him being in the office and everybody always going, Oh, it's Stan. And um, and it was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. It's really him. And it was. It was really him. It was Dan. He was there. Oh, my goodness. You know, but I mean, I had plenty. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, the people that I that I went to lunch with and, and the people that I worked with, it's like I worked with you know, Larry Hama. I mean, that guy is freaking crazy smart. Um, Peter David, I, he's, so, he's so always on, Peter David. I mean, the artists that I worked with, I mean, we worked with a, a young Brian Hitch, who people know now a lot more than they did then. But I worked with him when he was just starting out. He was still kind of aping Alan Davis at that time, you know, and he was just a, just a baby. Um, I worked with Javier Salteris and Mark Texera, um, Mark Bright, um, you know, Howard Mack. He was writing the ghostwriter stuff for us. All of the editors that I worked with, all of the other people that would come in. I got Charles Vest to do, you know, I was working a lot on those G.I. Joe backups um, that we did these things. They were like, you know, case files type of things. I got Charles Vest to draw Destro. You know, it's like, I would, that was like a big thing for me. It's like, I got Charles Vest, Charles Vest to draw Destro. You know, it's like, it was crazy, you know. Um, I, I was calling. Yes, got got to meet with them, hang out with a lot of people from Marvel. I would go, you know, hanging out with them. It was like, I was like, it was kind of like I knew who these people were before I even got there because you know they were in the books, 
And it was like, it was weird. And then of course, like my, my compatriots were people that were like the assistant editors and they were like people I knew and they were cool. Everybody treated me really good. I think that like I had like kind of a charmed experience um, for the most part. And I'm, you know, I'm really thankful for it. I wish I took more pictures back then, but you know, we didn't have, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't have, have phones, what we had you today. Know? <laughs> you know? We didn't have that stuff. You didn't know? have that stuff. No, um, <laughs> no, I blew it, man. So you got anything, the wrong time. So you got anything you want to ask before we go to break? All right. Um, I was kind of wondering. So, and we've heard that we're getting a new um She-Hulk TV show on Disney Plus. Since you've written for She-Hulk, what, what are your thoughts on that? Like. I'm excited. I'm I'm actually really glad to see her get, you know, she's, she was, I was a thing that like, you know, when people ask me, you work for Marvel Comics, I would always say the Incredible Hulk, Ghost Rider, G.I. Joe. I'm like, I assume everybody's heard of them, but I always go like, they're not going to know who She-Hulk even is. It's like she, people, people know who she is now. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, that's really cool. And, you know, I worked on it right at the time that Steve Gerber had come in. I think John Burns around had just ended. And I worked on it with Steve Gerber. Um, who was famous for inventing Howard the Duck, you know, so I worked on this kind of goofy thing and Brian Hitch was drawing it. Um, so that, that was my experience with She-Hulk. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I had ideas for her. I was like, I was like, you know, if I were writing her, I would pair her up with Doc Samson because he just shrank her brother. I was also working on the Incredible Hulk at the time that he shrank Bruce Banner into the handsome Hulk that we all know now from the movie. But it was like that storyline. I worked on that. Okay. With, with that at that time with Dale Keown and Peter David. And I was like, well, this guy who just, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a professional psychiatrist and he just shrank her cousin. She's a lawyer. They're two professionals. They're both at the same level of, of power. I'm like, how could they not hit it up? I could totally right. see it. I'm like, I would have hooked them up. You know, I just had these ideas. I'm like, I would have liked to have seen more done with She-Hulk. And I'm like, I'm just glad they're doing something with her. I think she's a good character. It's really going to be interesting. What I read about it so far sounds like it's going to be fun. Oh yeah, which is which is cool. I mean, she 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 opens herself for a lot of fun because that's what we were doing with her when I was on the book. Is that it was kind of humorous and fun. Yep. And I'm like, that's what I'd like to see with her. It's like let's have some fun with this stuff. All yeah, right, definitely. After what we've seen with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, how humor can be played in very well. Oh, she, she'll she'll work. Well, she'll work well just with fine. that type if they yeah. work in that type of story. Yeah. I loved yeah, her. I loved her in Hawks and Agents of Smash. I, I loved her <laughs> then. Yeah. yeah. So she, She's always been a good character. I mean, I just think she's been, you know, it's there, there are certain characters that somehow kind of flew under the radar. I was thrilled when I heard Hawkeye was going to be in the Avengers movies because mm-hmm. I have always loved him and mm-hmm. nobody knew who he was. They always thought he was a character from MASH, you know? And I'm like, no, he's not the coolest <laughs> character. I always like Archer characters. I mean, it's dark and you can't see it, but this wall back here is literally nothing but Green Arrow figures. Wow. Um, I have always been into Archer. I used to, I do archery. I used to do archery. Um, I always liked Archer, so I've got like Hawkeye and Green Green Arrow all over the place. Wow. But um, I was so excited to hear that they were going to put him in the movie, and then I heard that what they were doing with him in the movie, and I was like, oh man, <laughs> I was like, that's not Hawkeye. And then Hawkeye changed in the comics, and I was like, that's not what I wanted to see Hawkeye doing. Right? But, because but, you, you know, got- I was just glad now people know who Hawkeye is. Yeah, but you got more Ronin in the comics, huh? Because you got more Ronin in the comics. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's just it's it's just that there's there's all these characters that are so amazing that they kind of they've never really been given what they deserve. Another one of those guys is like that that I think is the Black Knight. I love that Ooh, guy. You know, yeah, I love yeah. the Black Knight. Yeah. And it's like people don't really think of him as a Marvel comic superhero, but that's you know, he is. And I always thought he was really cool. It was really neat. I kinda liked it. Some people don't like this, but I liked when they turned him into a 
there was a while when he was in the Avengers and he had kind of a lightsaber. Yeah, so I remember like, that. So it was like, I was like, that was like, that was perfect because the whole thing about the Avengers was they didn't kill people. And he had this black sword that basically would have killed you, you know? And I'm like, yeah, so if you wanted to be a good guy and not kill people, give him a stun stick, you know? I'm like, that makes sense for me. And he was still badass, you know? I'm like, there's char- There's a lot of characters like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Got, oh, yeah. They kind of got underrated for years. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, we are running late on a break. When we come back, we all will be getting into one division. Yeah, the. This series has been fantastic. We're going to get right into it right after this, guys. Hang tight with us. That is the Double XP Podcast that we that you can see right here on Pinfall Productions every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right before the paradigm shift. So definitely check out check out K and Punisher on that show. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into our news. All right, Shaw. Go ahead and get us started. If you want to go right to WandaVision, I ain't mad at you. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we'll go to WandaVision. We'll, we'll save Batwoman for next week. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go woman anyway, so. yeah save it for so, next week. I'm going to trash it anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, WandaVision. A lot of stuff happened this week. A lot. Am I the only one that woke up at 3 in the morning to watch it? Nope. There are dedicated people. I was sitting here one night and I was just like zoning through TikTok, and there was a lady on, and she's like, I am watching this WandaVision right now. I is I watching it. I'm like, whoa, that's dedicated. There are dedicated people. It's dedicated, because it's a good show. Yes. Uh, so this episode took place in the 80s. They took, um, mostly used um, Family Ties, I believe it was. Full House. Yeah. Yeah, they did some Full House there, too. A little bit of that. Yeah, a little bit of that. I thought the Full House connection was funny because of Elizabeth Olsen's sisters. We're all full. That's true. That's true. I love that. I was like, oh, man. Why not? Of course they did that for the 80s. You know, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That also started with the twins magically growing up, becoming five years old, getting a dog, and then magically growing up to 10, which... Also had Agnes being okay with everything and Wanda being okay with her seeing everything. That's going to lead into. We had um, Vision kind of waking up a little bit to what was happening. Vision goes to his job and gets some sort of message from Sword, which gives him the ability to wake people up now. And he gets a really interesting message from the guy, which 
we're going to get to. That's he talks to this dude. He says she's in his mind. He specifically says she, which I think is important. I don't think she is Wanda, but we'll get to that. Okay. Anyway, that's an interesting oh. theory. Oh my. You're gonna hear some theory soon. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, back at the house, a drone comes to Wanda from, um, you know, sword and everything outside. We also found out from them that Wanda had broken into the sword to get um Vision's body, which obviously they took the body. Obviously, like they weren't supposed to have it. They were definitely trying to make weapons with him. Definitely. I mean, that's kind of obvious. And it shows that the leader dude, he's definitely, you know, either he has some sort of history or he's definitely not, like, he's going after Wanda. So there's definitely something there. Anyway, they send a drone in to talk to Wanda. They try to destroy it to shoot her or something. She shows that she's a badass and destroys the damn thing. Walks out of the, of the force field, throws the damn thing at them. Tells them, listen, you leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. Don't mess with me. I have what I want. Then, she, but she's. We find out that she's not really in control of everything. Like, obviously, she doesn't know how it began. So, we'll see how that moving forward. Anyway, Vision gets back to the, the house. They have an argument. Oh yeah, my bad. Um, the dog is dead. Oh yeah. The brother, mm-hmm. the young sons, want her to bring her back to life, which shows that they know stuff that they shouldn't. And Agnes didn't know about her being able to bring back to life. So I think Agnes is a red herring. She is not Agatha. But we'll see moving forward again. Anyway, she goes back to the house. Her and Vision have an argument. She starts using her powers a little bit. There comes a moment where they look like they're getting ready to come to blows. But she realizes, you know, it isn't normal. So they just talk normally or whatever. But then the bo- the, the door rings. She goes to the door. We're thinking, okay, who's going to be? We see some white hair. Thinking, oh, it's Pietro. They brought Pietro back. Great. But then it's not the Pietro. Mm-mm. It's not the one we know. Evan Peters Pietro from the X-Men universe. Mm-hmm. As far as that. So that was really big. That leaves a lot of implications. A lot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to go to Alan to see, if he agree, to see if he agrees with me. What did you take from this episode? You know, I mean, it's. I've been trying to like avoid. Try, I'm like, I, I don't want to kind of like get ahead of myself on stuff. I was like, I was kind of like, you know, some people were kind of surprised that Quicksilver showed up, and I was like, you know, once you opened that door, that she could bring people back to life. I mean, the whole thing was like, they were like, she brought him, she brought Vision back to life. I'm going, okay, so how long is it before we see Quicksilver? And I'm like, you know, I know they split them up because of the whole cinematic thing. You know, they did Scarlet Witch to the Avengers and Quicksilver to the X Men, and, and I'm like, but that's all kind of reunited now, right? It's like, yeah. and this was the moment. This was the moment. This was literally the moment. They did it in this show where they brought back. I mean, the implications of this are so much bigger than just the storyline. It's like for the business, the implications here are that it is now a united universe again. This mm-hmm. means that you could actually see Professor X and his team fighting the event, Captain America and his team. It's like you could actually have that X-Men versus the Avengers thing now. I mean, this is like, this just blows open everything. Mm-hmm. Everything is wide open. It's all on the table now. That moment that we saw that that, I mean, I knew it was going to be Quicksilver. 
I had no question because I'm like all along, I'm like going, how, how long is it before she realizes if she can bring back things, she can bring back Quicksilver. Sure. Yeah, you know, she bring back her brother. So I'm like, so I'm like, oh yeah, it's going to be him. But then it was like, okay, all right, I see what we're doing now. We're starting <laughs> to put things back together. They're merging things, you know, right. and you know, it's like, okay, whatever. The thing is, it's about, and, and this is where I'm, I'm a little bit hazy. You know, the thing about her not knowing how this got started. Now, this was after my time at Marvel, but there was this whole House of M thing, mm-hmm. right? How did that start? I'm going, wait a minute now. Is this the House of M kind of thing happening here? Because I don't remember. I know that Scarlet Witch was kind of responsible for that, but I don't know the whole yes. storyline because it was after me. And I'm like, okay, so, but it was it was Magneto pulling the pulling the strings there, wasn't it? Yep. Didn't oh. he kind of manipulate her? It, it was up. Not Magneto. So we just opened up the X Men door. So what does that what does that open up? Well, this this allows Magneto, this allows, right? Yeah, this <laughs> this allows for so much because it's allowing the fans in a whole to say, oh, we're getting the House of M. We've got a lot of play to a lot of different other like the the dog and the the twins. Those are all plays onto different sides of vision's family later on that he creates his own family so there's yeah. all those pl- there's all those plays in here this is a whole bunch of taking the the general st- stylization of stories of just not just uh the house of Anne, but just a lot of different things and mashing it together but coming together oh, yeah. the right way coming yeah. together the right way You're doing oh, a good job oh, yeah. I, my theory is this quicksilver is not quicksilver my theory he's mephisto and that's my theory. And and I still think we get Magneto in this as well, because I don't think as much as I think he's cool, I don't think Mephisto can be that guy that makes you go, wow, bring that wow factor to the show in terms of being a bad guy. But Magneto can bring that wow factor to you. And absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think, agree. I, I agree with you. I think also too, you you do need Mephisto in a sense that you know he was pulling, he's always pulling the strings behind the scenes to help out, you know the 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 the, the villains of Marvel, right? Yep. And so if he if he to move a play in the right way, we've seen it, and I know it doesn't correlate to this story, but if you go back to the Johnny K when we had John K, uh, ah, the Ghost Rider stories and how mm-hmm. Mephisto manipulated, you know, Ghost Rider into you know basically doing his bidding, you know, becoming part of, uh, even becoming the Ghost Rider himself. Oh, yeah. This is not something out of his wheelhouse. This is not something out of Mephisto's wheelhouse of saying, you know, hey, I'm going to show up with somebody else, but slowly, minutely move the strings enough that we're going to get it to the way it's supposed to be. Mephisto is that ultimate entity that's known in the, the Marvel Universe of being he's going to get what he ultimately wants at the end. But... What if it's not Mephisto? During the episode, and a little information came before, it led me to a theory that it might not, that Mephisto might be a red herring. Mm. First off, um, if you if anyone's aware of um, MatPat and film theory, game theory and all that, yes, he, he did one recently about the first three episodes of, of, of WandaVision, and even though most of what he said we've talked about already, one thing he mentioned made me start thinking. You see, there's no way that they're going to do Mephisto because the Chinese box office, they don't let ghosts and demons in their stuff. They censor that shit. Mm-hmm. That's why was mm-hmm. They want that money. So they're going to work around it and do something different. 
Mm. They're gonna gonna have consider the um you know the information we have. It has to be someone that wants to be resurrected or on something else to be resurrected. Some with mental powers. And because of the talk of that other guy earlier, a female. And now with um Pietro being introduced, maybe someone can be up to I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> At first I thought maybe Jean Grey, Phoenix. But mm. then I thought, what I was thinking is like mm. then I thought, what about that character Doc? The chick with the blonde hair. Yes. The, the only one of the only two characters without a identity on the board, who just so happens to be one of the very few actors in there that's most notable, with the exception of the movie actors. Mm. Playing Emma Frost. Ah. Yeah. yeah. So who could do that, who has the mental ability to do that, to control yeah. the subconscious of Wanda to the point to do certain things here and there. Because we know she's not doing a lot of this stuff. You know, and it would and it would play in with the tie to your house of M. It would also play into your into your tie because you're trying to build. Uh, we already know that this uh, show is going to be leading into uh, Doctor Strange, so yep. uh, movie. So we already we already know that we're going to get some form of nightmare. You know, so it's it's all. I can see how that will all work out. That's all. I do play now. Out, Definitely, definitely, definitely would would definitely fit the story that they're trying to build. Plus, it would bring all those stories together into a man. compound universe. Man, I can't get Mephisto, Shaw, really. I, was, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't really sure that I was like, I, people were talking Dang, about Mephisto, man. and I'm like, I'm that not hurts. sure that's where they're going. That I was like, I don't know. <laughs> that hurts, man. But it would work with having it as Emma Frost, because then it plays yeah. more into the House of M. It, it really, truly plays in the House of M. It key, plays key in the Magneto's wheelhouse. Can you imagine if you got the No More Mutants line in this as the series or, ended? Or instead of No More Mutants, Mutants. <laughs> all kinds of, there's all kinds of possibilities all, there. All kinds yeah. of possibilities going down. There's a lot of, yeah. options, a lot of options. My boy, my boy K. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And as far as Quicksilver is concerned, where does he come from exactly? Did she just conjure him up? Did the other thing just conjure him up? Was he already there? Like maybe he was the um the the person in um protective custody that was mentioned earlier. Do the X Men already exist? There's something well, immediate five. You got to remember, even in the House of M storyline, a lot of it was was controlled by Scarlet Witch's own power that she didn't know that she can possess, and so she was getting manipulated and getting pushed into areas where she's never been. So this again. Is it is sort of our way of exploring Wanda's powers as she's finding them out. So she's still like she could have just pulled him right out of nowhere and boom, brought him in, bang, here, here, here we're going. Well, I'm but still kind of like that though. She needed to to, to to take people and change them in order to have people in there. She can't just make people. We know that. Mm. Yeah. She needed, yeah, yeah. She needed um 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 what's his name's body to create to bring him to life. He couldn't just. Yeah. No, great. So we know that's not the case. See, I was I was wondering if they were going to address anything about Wonder Man in this show. You know, the with the, the original history of the Vision and stuff. And you saw that there was like something with the Grim Reaper, which is Wonder Man's brother. And now we're talking about mm -hmm. this resurrection stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like I'm like, you know, if there's this resurrection stuff, and they used, you know, Simon Williams Wonder Man's personality to create Vision, which they never addressed in the movies or anything. No. And I'm going, are we going to see? 
you know, anything with that here in this show? Is that going to come up at all? You know, that I mean, that ties into the whole Hank Pym created Ultron, created yep. the Vision with Simon Williams. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of stuff that that just stirs up that's like, I don't even know if they're going to try to get into all that. It's a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of stuff they could use from that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, especially oh, with what they're doing. But definitely. I just wonder, I'm like, I would love to see that. Though I'd love to see something happen where they're like, you know, this guy that they, you know, it's, it's like, Maybe it's Simon Williams, you know, maybe they know that's where the personality of vision came from and that's why they've got him or something, you know, right. I mean, guys, I don't know. That, guys, and that's a whole thing. Oh yeah. Guys, I'm running against a break. Let me go ahead and take that break right now. Hang out with us. everyone. We'll be right back. No problem. Right here tomorrow on Pinfrop Productions, our Super Bowl show, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Got a, got a crowd of thousands coming to join us. Josh will be here, myself, Gene, Brandon saying his goodbyes. Uh, my guy from Real Reality Fantasy Football will be here. And I'll, as well as our new host, Tony C, he'll be here as well. Definitely join us for the sports report tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, our Super Bowl show. Definitely join us. All right, Sean, what else we got, my friend? All right, so let's move on to the news. First up, we got some promo pictures from our um, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Can we put some of those pictures up, please? Yes, sir. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, bam. Yeah, first off, we got John F. Walker. Apparently going to South America. Probably be a bad guy, probably. Yeah, yeah, he will be. We got, of course, Baron Zemo with the actual mask and everything like that. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> we got of course Winter Soldier himself brand new outfit looking pretty good the nice arm and everything and of course we got the Falcon new nice more writer outfit looks pretty good pretty looks cool. more falcony yeah yeah, yeah. it does <laughs> I always thought they set the Falcon up for failure because he don't have superpowers they gave him the shield in the comics but I was 
kind of thought they set him up for fate because he didn't. He, he's not Steve. Didn't yeah. he have some kind of um like like wasn't there something with him and like his bone structure or something that he was a little bit more impervious to damage or something? Wasn't he a little bit heightened? Or he, 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 like maybe I'm, maybe it was vague. I don't know. I know he has a communicate. I know if you go back to the original comics, he had a communic like a mental telepathy thing with his bird red wing oh, yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. It's like Aquaman talking to fish, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, that's not the thing you want to know. That's not the thing you want to know, but. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to help you that much, necessarily. I mean, it might. I mean, hey, that's more than I can do, but. And, yeah. and, then, <laughs> and, and then in the movies, Red Wing became mechanical. So, yeah, drone. Yeah. I, I actually like how they. I like how they still played to that, but also at the same time, like, it made sense that it's Tony Stark. Like to make it into this new era of things, it made sense that Tony Tart's back. Uh, Stark is backing them, building their uh, building their stuff, and it made sense that he would put the Red Falcon in there just yeah. as as a hint. You know, it's like I give him a little toy to play with. You know? Yeah, they kept the essence of the story, but they moved it forward. Right, which right. is which is which is the way this is the way things grow. I think you got to be careful how to do that. <laughs> they did that really well there. That was really nice. I think they did it well. You know. KW, KW, man, come on. <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> even then, Stephen Stephen Lane and Hank Pym had had that great had that great way of doing it again. Even in in our modern when we got Ant Man, it wasn't like yep. him trying to communicate. It the helmet gives him the ability to. To the to the to, to do, do that. He actually like, did some really cool stuff, though. He actually did some. Yeah. That was great. I loved Dan, man. I thought that was great. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of the Hank Pym thing. You know, it's oh like, yeah. yeah, I was a oh, fan yeah. going back because it's like you know what? Here is a superhero with mental with mental issues, and I'm like, I got to relate to this guy. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's right. like I right. like this guy. You know. Right. It's like, and he's a good guy, and he's got some problems, but he's a good guy. I can see I, I can see that because I kind of relate to Blue Marvel and Icon in that way. So yeah, I got you. I got speaking you. Speaking of speaking of Blue Marvel, now mm -hmm. if, if I might sidestep back just a minute here, sure. there was one thing that that came out in this last episode of WandaVision. Sorry, I don't want to berate this, but um, there was one thing that came out that really jumped out at me. And apparently, jumped out at some other people too. They mentioned a certain um, engineer, right? Mm -hmm. An air, an, air, an air engineer. They mentioned that in conversation. They and, did. And then somebody was supposed to, like, uh, I think it was oh. Monica who was talking about, like, I loved, I loved her when she was Captain Marvel in the Avengers. I'm so happy they're using her. Yes. But, but she was talking to this person, and I'm like, okay, so who's this going to be? Who's this engineer going to be? And one of the speculations is Blue Marvel. Wow, Adam Brashear. Wow, one thing's it's one of the things I've seen speculated about. And I'm like, okay, all right. That would that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. So, as you know, Captain Marvel, Blue Marvel. I mean, yep. you know, yep, yep. That's right. All right, so what I don't know. That'd be interesting, man. That'd be real interesting to see. Oh, I'm goodness. dying to know who it's going to be. Heck yeah! Know. All right, somebody's so coming in though. Oh yeah. All right, so what else we got, my friend? All right, let's see. We got um, apparently um, Tom Holland has said that Marvel hasn't told him yet whether um, Garfield or or McGuire will be in the movie. So we'll see what happens. I mean, in Spider-Man 3, I mean. Yep. But William Dafoe has reportedly been spotted on the set of Spider-Man 3. Mm. So, you know. Also, I, I, I'm, I'm still so excited for for the uh, the ideas that they're going with with Spider-Man 3 and how they really the, the the whole Spidey-verse. And I can't wait. 
it's, yeah, it, it looks good. It, it looks like they, they, they put some, they've really put some effort into it. And I like how, again, like we've just said, one show is leading into the next, leading into mm-hmm. the next, leading into the next. Everything, all the pieces are going to be there. So it's going to give you, you got to pay attention to one thing or you won't get, you know, 30 things down the road. It's like almost like paying attention to a whole season or a whole, a whole line of comics for Marvel. If you didn't get that one issue, it can mess you, you all lost. up. <laughs> yeah, you lost. Yeah. Speaking of that, apparently they're, um, they're, they announced that there's going to be a Black Panther Kingdom of Wakanda spinoff series on Disney Plus. So that's in the works. We also got a, a potential spinoff. There's been a conversation, a pitch for a um, John, a Jimmy Woo series. Also, you know that the, the dude from um from One Division, the Asian, yeah, mm-hmm. him. maybe him and Darcy. Uh, that's, yeah. That would that's, be that's cool. Yet, man. They're not going to fail if they do that. There's yeah. people, there's people are already ready for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People already. identify them. People identify with them already. Yep. Yep. It's a it's built in. It's 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 like it's if they if they handle it right, you know, you can screw anything up. But if they <laughs> handle it right, that thing, that thing is it, pure money. Get the ground running. It's gold. <laughs> what else we got, buddy? Uh, speaking of which, we got a couple of pictures here on set for Thor, um, Love, God, and Thunders. Love and, Th- Love and Thunder. First off, we got a shot of Nebula. She's going to be in the movie. We got the next shot. We have a clear picture of um, both what Thor is going to look like and what um, Star Wars is going to look like with a nice suit, a little beard down here. Mm-hmm. Thor is now all buff and everything now. There you go. Yeah. So, okay. I, 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 I loved how they played to the, the big Balboski in in the whole in the whole last two movies. I, I thought that I thought that was I thought that was a perfect way to go with Thor. It was Some, a perfect homage. A lot about, of the old homage to him in, in some of the comics too. Like just give him that look like you know it's something about Thor Love and Thunder that's gonna to me that's gonna something in that movie is gonna make it bigger than what we see it is. Something's gonna happen. It, I it's, just feel it. From, you know. From Wait a minute. Perspective. I'm hoping yeah. the story that they're using, because you know, again, we're getting Natalie Port Portman in Portman that. Back. Mm-hmm. It, we're what getting the, the, same, the same. Um. The, what if it's not the same John Foster? What if it's a, a John Foster from another universe? Hey. Hey. It could that. be. It could be. But if 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 we're getting, I'm hoping we're getting what we're getting, which is the Almighty Thor, which is. Natalie Portman's Joan Foster turns into Thor, and and it's the the Joan Foster from this universe. What if that's a Joan Foster from a different universe? Because she has to has a hammer, and the hammer doesn't exist anymore. Oh, no, actually, it does exist because remember Rogers had it in uh, after the Infinity War. He sent it back. Remember? Yeah, he did. He sent it back. He sent oh, it back yeah, in that's, right, that's, right. mm-hmm. that's that's correct. That's correct. Yeah, to keep the mm-hmm. timeline. Yeah, yeah, putting everything yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought before of how you know the hammer would exist now and how we would get Mighty Thor, but it, it just seems the movie's gonna have more importance than people are reading into it to me. I don't know why that is, but it just but then again, but then again, we still have Loki, and Loki's nah, that yeah. that one thing that's messing Loki. up the timelines. So Jesus, again, we man. Could... <laughs> at the moment, that's AU at the moment, like that's an alternate universe at the moment. We'll see if that crosses over or something. We'll see, but I mean. <laughs> 
Shaws is, is killing me. It can't be this because it's an alternate, man. <laughs> you, you know, you, you may not you may not know the answer to your question until after the credits roll. That's then right. you might That's go, right. oh, That's right. okay, That's now right. I know. That puts it all together. That's, that's yeah, what right. they've been doing. It's like all of these movies have kind of like done that. It's like they come out and you're like, yeah, that was a really good movie. That was really cool. But the thing that really ties it into the rest of the stuff doesn't come till after the credits. Right. And then you're like, oh, right. okay. Right. And then you're like, that's, you know. So it could be one of those things. Yeah. You know, you know, the do like to every now and then have, have characters from alternate timelines and stuff come into the regular timeline. Like look, the X-Men, like a while back, they had like the X-Men from the past, Come to the future and stay in the future. So you had teenage Cyclops and Dream Gray and all that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it could happen. It could happen. It's the oh, thing yeah. about these. Anything, anything. There's, there's, there's no limit now. And I mean, you know, again, with with the business side of things, the doors are blown wide open now. Like that, that episode of Wandavision <laughs> was just that. That was that was Disney saying we got this whole thing now. It's like, like, oh, yeah. We, we oh, got yeah. Everything oh, yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. You know, we are here and we got this all. And it's like, okay. And I'm going to tell you something. And I'm going to tell you. want to ride? And I'm going to tell you something. If DC doesn't hurry up and step up their game, they're going to oh, be man. so left behind. Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't come at, don't, you, you, we got WandaVision. You come at us with Batwoman. I mean, no offense to Jevica Leslie because I love her in the role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the show is terrible. You know, and their movies haven't, you know, I mean, that that Wonder Woman thing, that 84, it, that thing, people hated that. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I love, okay, they did the first Wonder Woman movie and it was big and everybody loved it. They did the Aquaman movie. It was, I loved it. I thought that was a great movie. Those mm-hmm. two movies, and then they turned back where they were already at, which is, let's do another kind of like, what? <laughs> and they did that with Wonder yeah. Woman 84, and you're like, okay, now we're going back to the DC movies where we're like, scratching our heads, you know? Right, right. We, you know, I, I didn't want to get into Batman, because you said you were going to hold Batman off, but you know, we got the Batman thing coming up, and I saw that they cast, you know, Michael Keaton in there, and I'm like going, okay, now that could get interesting, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It's like, mm-hmm. but, but I'm like, let's just see what they do with their movies. I think their movies are going to be their thing. Their TV shows are kind of like, yeah, you know they're going along. They're yeah. okay, whatever. Like uh, except Star Girl, I gotta get Star Girl. I, I like Star Girl. Yeah. You're right. I love You're right me some Star Girl. Me too. I'll, I'll watch that thing till my eyes bleed. Frankly, anytime <laughs> you throw in those those old weird characters, I love old weird characters. You know, it's like you put Our Man in a TV show, I'm in there. You put Doctor Midnight in a TV show, I'm in there. I'm like, you got, he got me. You got oh, yeah. me right there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Watching Star Girl sort of kind of remind me. Of DC's old All Star Squadron back in the day. So yeah, I love that stuff, man. That. I yeah. love that stuff. Those were some of my favorite characters, man. Amazing Man. Yep. They had Tarantula. Yep. They had Johnny Quick at Liberty yep. Bell. Yep. I mean, they were some of the most interesting characters and neat characters that DC had, and they don't make use of them. And I'm like, you guys Mm-mm. need to pull them out. Mm-mm. I always had this idea that if I could write for DC, one of the things that I would have pitched would have been to grab some of the best characters out of the All Star Squadron, mm-hmm. and I would have had them get lost in time, and then they would have showed up in the modern world with all the oh, other DC. Yeah. Yeah, and I would have yeah. called title the Lost Squadron. 
Yeah. <laughs> that would have been. The, that would have been. There the you next. go. It works. And then, and then yeah. when they did the new Fifty Two, what they did was kind of the opposite of that, where they pulled a bunch of the, a handful of Legion of Superheroes and they brought them back in time, mm. and they were the Lost Legion or something like that. And I'm like, that mm. was kind of the whole thing I would have done, but I would have done it from the other end. Right. You know, I would have right. brought those guys forward in time, and they would have, and, and it would have been a really interesting story because you'd have these guys trying to deal with adjusting to this modern world mm-hmm. and still trying to fight evil and even mm-hmm. you know maybe some of the guys were left over that they had that were enemies of theirs were still around you know oh yeah or something and they're coming after them and i thought there was so much possibility to bring those guys around and just and they just left that stuff on the table just left it on the table don't even use left it. so much on the table the specter dr fate i mean those guys are always going to be around yeah i mean always always speaking of which hmm. actually we actually got a trailer for our Just society in World War II. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to go to the past to be with them. And we got mm-hmm. Jane Garrett. We got Wonder Woman. Like, of the trailer. Have you guys seen the trailer? The trailer looks pretty good. I've seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't yeah, it looks good. It looks good. I, I torture myself. I hold myself back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see it, but I'm going to wait. I'm looking forward to it, though, because it's got those, some of those characters, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our man's in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and right. it's. And it's a doggone shame that people are just now seeing Commander Steel and Legends. Yep. A shame. It took what, a long time for them to get around to that, huh? Yeah, long time. What, what, mm-hmm. what, what I hate is, is okay, we got the, coming up, we got the new um, Suicide Squad movie. And some yeah. of the guys that they put in there like are okay side villains or okay you know, characters that have, you know, we want to see a little bit more. But they're just going to use them to kill them off or filler. And then they're giving characters that 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 some people don't really want as main character. They're like, oh yeah, John Cena's got you know he he's he's doing his character, and they're giving him a whole show, and it's just like, no. I mean, I, I, I just want to go back. I, mean, I just want to go back to the day when we couldn't see him. That's all <laughs> I want to do. I mean, you know, we can't see you, John. Oh my gosh, man. Go ahead, Sean. <laughs> oh, speaking of the DC evil. Got a couple of pieces of news here about them. Let's see. We got a um promo picture of Jared Leto's Joker that's going to be in there. Can we put that up? Oh, yeah. Yes. We got that. Came out just recently. There we are. Let's see. Um, Matt, um Megan Gold has confirmed that this that Shazam sequel will be filming in May. Huh. Which isn't that? I like that movie. Let's see. Naha Lee will be cast as Rip Jagger or Judo Master in the DC's Peace Ma- um Peace the Peacemaker. Okay. Um, so okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. John Cena. Yeah. Yeah. That that's John Cena's character, Peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> Hide the face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And they did. They put him on. It put they put a big metal steel mask thing on the piece major, so it works. So it works. Yep. Yeah. Move on to That's the arrow. Should be. Um, the Flash, Batwoman, and Legend Tomorrow have all been renewed for new seasons. So huh. how, how Batwoman got renewed, I don't know. I don't early renewal. So everything else yeah. can still get renewed. Those are early renewals. Okay. Okay. They, they kind of lost me a little bit with Legends of Tomorrow, too. But they I'm got kinda, me there, too, man. I, I, they lost me there. They started out so cool, and then they basically kind of like took all these characters that they were so cool, and they kind of like gradually got rid of them and then brought in other characters. And 
Like when they got rid of Hulk, like when they got rid of Hulk Man and Hulk Girl. I was like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Characters right there. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. They started losing me right there, but I, if I stuck Hulk, with it for Hulk a while, Girl and Hulk Girl and Hulk Man being as they're essential characters even to the Justice League of America, mm-hmm. and then you go ahead and it's like, why? I mean, they brought in they brought in Vixen, which kind of gave it a, a boost in the arm. I thought when they brought her yeah. in and, mm-hmm. and you know some of that stuff. But I was like, you know what? And then they kind of they got this cool weird thing going with like a couple of other like kind of really obscure characters, and I, or at least I thought they were kind of obscure. And I'm like, I don't really care about this character. Why do we exactly. have ISIS? You know, <laughs> I'm like, why is it that you, you know, these are legends of tomorrow? Why am I watching ISIS? Why am I not watching? <laughs> Why am I not watching Hot Girl? You know, exactly. But and and here's another thing too: when they got into that crisis on Infinite Earth, they really used Legends as Tomorrow as just like a dumping spree for like side tracked stories. Oh well, we'll just put that over there because that works with them. You know what I mean? Like, no, not no. You got to really build the story and make it so that if you're going to do something that's all corrupt. You know, putting all the stories together, it's got a, it's got a flow. It just can't right. be just like, oh, throw yeah, the story exactly, here. exactly. One, of, one, one of the shows that gave me a lot of hope was Supergirl when it first started because they're they started right away with her. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they didn't pussyfoot around. She was Supergirl in the first episode, yep. and like, was it by like the second episode we saw Red Tornado? And I'm going, oh my god, they're gonna bring in a lot of guys we never saw. That's mm-hmm. so cool. And mm-hmm. They broke Red Tornado. And I kept waiting for him to come back, and I kept waiting. <laughs> And I kept waiting. waiting. <laughs> you know, and then they brought in some Legion of Superheroes guys, and I kept waiting for more Legionnaires. Uh, and I'm like, and I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. Man, let me tell you, I, let me tell you, let me tell you something. I get I, I sometimes I get just destroyed when I say I hate my nail, but I hate my nail because you have all these powers and abilities. I got a husky pencil right here I can beat you with. Your weakness is lead, dude. <laughs> Don't mess with me. That's right. That's right. Don't mess with me. I will stab you with my pencil. I'll stab you with this pencil. And what are you going to do? Nothing. You're going to take it. God, I hate my nail. There's, so, there's, so many other, there's so many other Legionnaires I would have loved to see. You know? See, Bouncing like, Boy. Huh? Bouncing Boy. Bouncing Boy. I mean, give me, personally, give me Shadow Lass. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, give me Shadow Lass. <laughs> But um, some shadow lass. I would have liked. I would like Chameleon Boy. I've always been a big Ooh, fan. Of him. He would have been cool to see. How much fun would that? Because they could have done a lot with him. They could have. You know? Oh yeah, he could have been all over. Blending the place. and he changing. might be. He might, he might be the Scarlet Witch. Actually, it might be Chameleon Boy. Might be. <laughs> might be. You never know. You never know. You never know. Go ahead, Sean. Finish up, man. Uh, also, the reverse centuries brought up um Supergirl, um the actress that plays um Alex's girlfriend. I'm. Bad with names, <laughs> both real name and character name. She will apparently be writing an episode of Supergirl. Mm. That's a big thing. Which may or may not be the episode that David Ramsey's gonna be in. Mm. May or may not be. Let's see. We got um apparently for Doom Patrol, they have cast a character named Gar Grox. I don't know. G-A-R-G-U-A-X. Mm. Yeah. Whoever that character is. See what else we got here. All right, so um, would you guys like me to go into the little bit of Power Rangers news? If you're into that, a little bit. Sure. All right. Sure. So the new series, Dino Fury, which should be called Dino Knights. We don't know why there's not. Whatever. <laughs> it's going to air. It's going to premiere Saturday 
on on February twentieth. Nickelodeon US blah, blah blah. First two episodes we got um titles of first this one. This is the one that that Saban is doing without having any yep. Japanese footage. Without Japanese footage, a fully full American. North American. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're still using Sentai footage. They're oh, they're still using Sentai. Okay. But I okay. didn't know that. I thought this was going to be the whole the whole thing being shot in the states. Yeah, yeah because I, because my from New Zealand. Oh, okay. Because yeah, from my understanding was they were trying to get away. They were trying to the whole reason why they uh, they let Hasbro buy the toy company is because now Hasbro is going to be dealing with all just the straight line of the toys. And usually, normally it was uh, Bandai because they would have also stuff within the show as well. Because they made all the props. I thought they wanted to sort of kind of disassociate themselves with Cam and Ryder a little bit, but no way. <laughs> all right. So first, our first title episode will be Destruction Dino Hedge or whatever, and the last will be Spunks or Spinks Unleash. The name of whoever the big villains, I guess. So yeah, that's all the news I got for you, good sir. All right, I want to go back to Alan real quick. Um, Alan, what are you doing nowadays? Ah, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> um, I started doing, you know, it, it's funny. I had this idea for a comic book probably 30 years ago, and then I didn't really know what to do with it. I had all these things, and um, I sat on it for about 30 years. And a few years ago, I kind of started going, you know what? I got these ideas. I might as well do something with them myself. You know, I'm not going back to work for Marvel or something. So I'm like, why don't I do this? There's a big indie community. So I'm doing some indie stuff now. Do you mind if I show this? Sure, go ahead. I put the first issue of this out. It's called Spies Among Us, but it's it's SPI for Superpowered Individuals Among Us. Oh, it's, wow. Yeah. And that's the first issue. I just kickstarted that in like October and sold that and the second one's coming up pretty soon okay um so i'm working on those um it's it's a superhero thing it's got a twist that people are like yo we're doing a lot of alternate reality it's got a twist that's a little bit different and i think it's something nobody's seen or done yet and it's going to be interesting and it's going to take a few stories basically i drop your readers right in the middle of chaos and that's what okay. i give you for a few issues and you kind of like start to see who the characters are as the stuff unravels over a few issues so i'm trying to get that out i'm working on that i'm also writing books um i don't know it's epic fantasy i don't think it's i don't think it's necessarily you guys or stuff so i'm writing some novels and stuff too i wrote some superhero novels based on spies among us but I kind of stopped that. I'm like kind of focusing on the superhero comic, a steampunk comic that I got coming out, and yeah, a couple steampunk of different comic, novels. That, or the steampunk one is that called the uh, Tangle Worlds, right? No, that one was just some ghost story type of things. That's oh, like okay. that's Twilight Zone stuff right there. Um, okay. Yeah, I see. I do. That's my thing. Superheroes, ghosts, and you know, sword and sorcery. That's kind of my my thing. And steampunk. Now, the steampunk thing is called Sky Guy and the Altitude Adjusters because you know sometimes okay. everybody needs a little altitude okay. adjustment. Okay. It has to do with floating <laughs> cities, and it's and it's. It, I think that's probably the best thing I've got coming. And if I could show you pages from that, that the guy I got that's doing the art on that. It's amazing. He's handling the steampunk really well, but, um, but that's actually going to be pretty fun. That's, that's going to be, a, that's going to be, got some twists in it too. I like to do twisty stuff. But, yeah. Um, Everybody so does. I, I love cliffhangers and twists and story and plot holes and plot loops. That's, 
that's that's, that's, a, that's a big draw <laughs> yeah that's all that me too i'm the same way it's like that's that's what's pulling me through you know i'm like let me see what i can do with this and hopefully i'm doing it well you know my daughter's actually been kind of helping me write so it's kind of like a father-daughter thing she's i pulled her in i raised her telling her this story about the spies among us you know like she knows this story from the time she was a little girl and now she's you know a young adult and she's helping me write it so she's working on the book with me oh cool you know? So that's Ooh. for that book. It's like it's a father daughter thing now because she it's like she knows these things as if, you know, it's like, you know, you guys are watching the, these TV shows from Marvel and DC. Well, she's been hearing about this thing since she was a kid. So it's like for her, wow. she's working me, on this thing that she always knew about, you know. Let me ask you about Spies of Mugger for a minute. Is that more of a a Justice League type deal um, or Avengers maybe? Because because believe it or not, they're all good guys, but they did but they're all categorized different. It's like Avengers yeah. are, it's like the Justice Leagues are gods living amongst men. It's like the Justice League are men trying to, I mean, the Avengers are men trying to become gods. Um, so where, do, where does that, your comic fall in there? Okay, so superpowered individuals, the world of superpowered, you fall into this world and it's basically, let's say it's our world. It's pretty much our world starts in 2012 and there's a reason for that. But it starts in 2012 and it's all of a sudden, the superpowered individuals have been exposed to the public. Okay. Okay. Like we've been, they've been living among us all along and we didn't know it. Okay. And all of a sudden now everybody knows it. And then they find out that there was this character named Dr. Anonymous who had this power that every time there was some kind of a thing with superpowered individuals that like destroyed buildings or killed people or whatever, Dr. Anonymous would show up and cover it back up. So oh. nobody knew and he would cover it up so well that like even dead people would come back to life kind of thing or whatever. Oh. Nobody really understood how he was able to do all of this. It's like, what kind of power was this? This guy was doing. But the reason that they're all suddenly exposed is because something happens one day and it's just a minor thing, but it happens. And then he doesn't show up. And so like all the news coverage, you know, people taking stuff with their cameras or whatever. It's like all of a sudden, all that stuff that Dr. Anonymous would normally erase so that nobody knows about spies, all of a sudden that doesn't happen. And then that continues to not happen. And the, the you know, superpowered individuals are waiting around for him to put them back in the, you know, put the genie back in the bottle so they can stay hidden. Right. And he keeps not showing up. So what happens in Spies Among Us is like a bunch of guys are like, we got to find him. What happened to him? You know, it's like, and the world's in chaos. The world's in absolute, utter, freaking freak out mode because okay. it's like, what in the hell? Where did these people come from? We did not know that they existed. And they're, it's like, they're scared. And then there's factions among the spies. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. But the group that I focus on mostly, I'm calling them the investigators because they're the ones that are putting it together. They're like, we've got to find Dr. Anonymous to see if he can fix this because the world is ripping itself apart now. So you got all that going on. People are choosing factions, making, you know, like, what can we do? How can I, some guys are like, how can I use it to my advantage? Some guys are like, how, you know, what, you know, just, they're just whatever. But these guys are like, we got to put, you know, like, you know, they try to do what they do as good as good. They're, they're good guys. And um, they're, they're basically, they're kind of, it's, it's a mystery. I call it an epic superhero mystery because they're trying to find Dr. Anonymous. And the whole thing is what happened to Dr. Anonymous? Mm. Where is he? Why did he disappear? Wow. Why did he stop hiding them? Wow. You know, where is he? Okay, okay. I definitely, so, got, we definitely, we definitely got to check that out, guys. Um, bef before fair. we go, before we go, um, a couple of things that chat I want to share. Says he's waiting for Black Adam. I'm waiting for mm, Black Adam. Yeah. Waiting yeah. for Black yeah. Adam too. And then my boy KW asked this question. 
Man. That's so it I'm gonna I'm gonna give y'all a minute. I'm gonna give y'all <laughs> a minute. Um we're gonna answer it. We're gonna we're gonna put a pin in this. We're gonna come back next week and answer this question. We're gonna put a pin in that. Okay, yeah. that'd be good. Yeah, we're gonna put a pin in that. We're gonna come back next week and answer that question. Um we'll let that be part of our one of our topics. All right. I wanna thank Alan Silverwood for joining us. I do appreciate you joining us, my friend. Uh, Thanks, we've, kept, we've kept you long enough. <laughs> no, this is fine. You guys are fine. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Uh, uh, you're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. Um, real quick, anything, Shaw, got anything you want to get out there? Anything you want to promote? Um, my Facebook page, Justice League Names of America. Please join. Gene. As always, you know, uh, this weekend coming up, we got the Revolution pay-per-view uh, for uh, promoing. We also got the Huddle podcast that we're going to be doing uh, tomorrow and Monday. So you can find me everywhere here. Once again, we want to thank Alan for showing up. You legit always have a chair here if you want to show up at any time. Honest, you know, just pop us matches. Just chairs open. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it's fun. You guys are fun. It's cool. I'm glad you had me. Thanks. Thank you for joining us. And where can people find you, Alan? Um, well, I got I'm on Facebook. I've got an Alan Silverwood page. Um, you know, just just you know, dig up Alan Silverwood on Facebook. I've got Pop Skull Press, which is the company that I'm using to 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 publish these things. Pop Skull Press has a Facebook page. I also have a website, um, popskullpress.com, and it's still in progress a little bit, but it's there. And I have okay. alansilverwood.com, and it's there, but I'm not using it that much yet. I'm still kind of getting these things, like, really getting used to using stuff. Right. Um, but the, but I'm all over the place. I'm just not actually real good at pushing it, you know? <laughs> So, but it's oh, out yeah. there. I'm there. I'm there. So, it's if you want to follow and find stuff out, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm in a lot of places. You can sign up for my newsletters. You know, whatever. I don't send a lot of them, so like I don't spam people because I know I don't like to get spammed. So, yeah. but you know, if you want to know about stuff or when the next things are going to be available, I'll keep you posted in one of those places. You know, anything um, you anything you have, anything you want to promote, just get in touch with me, man. We'll have you on, and we'll promote it and get you out there, my friend. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. That's really cool. If you know how much you don't know how much that means to people working on indie stuff, it's not easy, you know. You. You're welcome. You're quite welcome. Um, KW. <laughs> I haven't read that yet. I'm about to get into that. That I sounds interesting. I just got my like my first issue of that. I haven't opened it yet, though. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, gotta get into that. Gotta get into that. All right, guys. Um, real quick from my end, League of Darkness. Thank you guys for coming out. I appreciate it. Thank everybody in the chat. Thank everybody who tuned in. Thank you for everybody who joined us. Check this out on all social media. Um, oh yeah, you fine, KW. You good, man. Um, but you guys just ran the gauntlet. We went a little bit, we went a little bit over, but we ran the gauntlet. So <laughs> So if there is nothing else, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. All right. If there is not anything else, we're going to end the show right now. We'll be back again next week, 10 p.m. Eastern time, as always, right here on Pinfall Productions. For Alan, for Shaw, for Gene, and myself, stay safe and have a great week, guys.